Hi, my name is Lindsay Fleming, and I'm here today with Keith Johnson, uh, professor of theology at Wheaton and the director of theological integration at CFI. So thank you so much for sitting down with me and just talking about your role specifically. And maybe that would be a great place to start for maybe some people in our audience who don't know what you do or what that really means. Maybe you could just explain explain your role a little bit further at Wheaton. Sure, I, I teach theology as a professor, so I teach introductory classes in theology, just the major Christian doctrines, mm -hmm. and then a lot of upper level classes on various figures and topics. Um, I was drawn into the work of CFI partly through my students. I am um, teaching students who are, most of our students end up in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. They are um, working for, in lots of different fields and they're thinking uh, and preparing for a life in lots of different avenues with different sets of questions that they're dealing with. So our scientists are thinking like mm -hmm. scientists and our um, business majors are thinking like future entrepreneurs and right. business majors. And so they would ask me questions uh, related to their faith about how to apply their faith to their their life to come. Okay. And I, I had to think a lot about how to answer their questions. And after years and years of doing that, I became interested in thinking about the intersection between faith in the marketplace and faith and work. And um, I was drawn into the work of, of CFI, partly for that reason, that mission of, of equipping students and then um, former students in a life of faith in the midst of a, a complicated and challenging marketplace. So is that what you set out to do from the beginning or did you want to use theology in this setting or did you have other plans, but it, it just all concluded here for you? Yeah, it, it's a surprise. Okay. I I had originally, when I, when I was a college student, right. I thought I would be a pastor. In right. fact, I was one for a while. So mm -hmm. I was called to the ministry and had a sense that I would be in pastoral ministry for my life. Mm -hmm. um, after being in ministry for a few years, I had this urge and and desire to study more and perhaps teach. Okay. But I didn't know if that was the right thing and I didn't know if that was going to work out. So sure. I um, did more school and mm -hmm. went, got a couple more degrees, ended up getting a PhD and um, thought if I get a teaching job, great. If I don't, I will be happy as a pastor. Um, and I didn't know which was the right path. Um, but as I started teaching, and I ended up getting a job at Whedon, and, mm -hmm. and as I started teaching, I realized this was my calling. Um, and the way I pursue this calling of being a professor is shaped by my, that ministerial background. So I focus a lot on drawing connections between the high-level theology that we do as theologians and the everyday life of disciples of Jesus. Right. So it's it's... It's surprising that I'm right. where I'm at, and surprising definitely that I'm in a faith and work type environment, which CFI is in these mm -hmm. conversations about how to live out your your faith at work. That wasn't something I was aiming towards, but I was aiming towards being faithful um, mm -hmm. as a Christian and knowing what you believe and why and applying that in everyday life. So it, it does connect, but in a surprising way. It's kind of like your congregation has changed. You still are shepherding and teaching and mentoring people, but they're dispersing out every four years or whatever yeah. time after they're with you um, into all these different places. So that's really fascinating. Yeah. And I, a probably a little bit younger too than a typical congregation. <laughs> I have a rotating congregation of students and I get to use the same jokes in every class, you know, and, and okay. um, but I get to see them develop and grow over four years and then send them off and we stay in touch. So it's, it's really a fun community. So what would you say, um, what advice are you giving them? Or I guess maybe if, 
not only students, but even to business leaders or just leaders in general, um, how to share or use faith and work? Like, what are some of the key takeaway points that you hope your students walk away with? One of the key values we try to instill through CFI and in, in my classes is that discipleship is not something you can categorize for your spiritual life, mm-hmm. but that discipleship is is an all-encompassing um, enterprise. Like, right. So you are a disciple of Jesus every day at work and in, in life. And there is no realm in which Jesus is not present and at work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spirit is at work everywhere. Christ right. is the Lord of the world. So we think about um, when you're in your job and think of a student going to their first job mm-hmm. and it's something that isn't ministry related. It's just right. a job and they're working hard. Well, Christ is at work there and you, you want to look for ways you can see him working. It will be in the lives of your coworkers. It will be in your own life. It will be in the life of your industry um, and in your organization at various levels. You'll see the work of the spirit and the work of Christ, sometimes through believers, sometimes right. as God's working in the world. Mm-hmm. And your job is to partner with that. So it's it's an all-encompassing view. Um, I often try to get my students to move away from a very private and personal faith sure. to a um, this God is acting in cosmic ways. He's mm-hmm. working to redeem the world, and so we want to look at what He's doing and try to catch up to what He's doing. Yeah, and I'm sure that's you know for that student going out to their job in the first time. You know, I'm sure that can create a little anxiety of maybe they're not going into a ministry, but into a more corporate, traditional corporate environment of how do I really do that? Um, Have you had students like come back to you and say, I get it now when it clicks for them and they actually experience that? I've heard both, both Mm -hmm. ways. So sometimes students go into the corporate world of various kinds and have great success. They feel like Mm -hmm. I'm able to live out my faith here. Right. They can see it in action. I can see the kingdom of God at work right here on the front lines. Sometimes they go and it they find it really challenging mm-hmm. um, and they haven't, it hasn't clicked. And right. so they see a disconnect between what they're doing and they don't feel fulfilled by it and their commitment to Christ. And so right. um, everything is a journey. So we, right. you know, sometimes it's through those hard times that you learn to recognize what's coming when it when it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, as you uh, walk through life and see yeah. what Christ is doing in the world, um, and in us individually, in right? Us individually, I, mean, I mean, it might be that circumstances that he's refining and, you know, refining us through that process that then will equip us for something maybe later on or help maybe a coworker in the future or something like yeah. that. So it's an interesting journey. Every student's different and, and we're all different. And so we all have um, not only a calling, but callings that we discover through mm-hmm. different times of our life. And we, um, in different opportunities, we see and um, discover new gifts that God has given us um, and that we didn't realize we had. So there's always ups and downs to a life in any field. And um, the journey of a Christian is always to seek to be faithful and to follow Christ wherever he's leading you. But that's a hard journey that sometimes right. you feel like everything's going well and, and a lot of times you don't. And and in either case, yeah. I emphasize to them that Christ is with them in the midst of those moments. Yeah. And it's not clear cut. You know, it's not like you go from A to B to C all the time. You know, our journey with Christ definitely, it can, it doesn't always go the way that we think or we planned in our mind. But uh, those are some of the most rewarding parts when we go back and look back at it. For for you, you know, you started in a traditional kind of a pastor position. What have been the biggest changes for you going from 
a pastorate into the classroom? Like, what are, I guess I would say, what are the similarities and what are the differences that you see? Yeah, really good question. I, similarities are the same in that um, a, a Christian who's trying to follow Christ is trying, you know, we're all imperfect, we're fallen, and through the Spirit, we are being transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. As a church person, you tend to think of that in embodied ways through actions. Like, I want to act more justly. I want to live more faithfully. As a theologian, um, a verse that's really important to me is um, take every thought captive mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. So you're trying to love God with your mind. Mm-hmm. And um, the journey of being a theologian and studying theology is realizing how how much there is to know and how limited our knowledge sometimes is. And um, that taking every thought captive mm-hmm. is, in many ways, it, there's a constant repentant rethinking that you have yeah. to do when you study God, because you realize that there's more to God than you've, you you know, and that journey never ends. And yeah. so you're constantly reforming your thoughts. And so it's deeply humbling sure. in some ways. Um, I, as a young person, thought a picture of a Christian who knows what they're doing is someone who has the answers. Right, okay. And I have learned more that the, the Christian who knows what they're doing are someone who is seeking the answers. Doesn't mean you don't know a lot, you know a whole lot, but you're always on a search because God is bigger than you can contain. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're always going deeper into a mystery. Yeah. That posture changes. So I think as a young person, I thought I would be a self-sufficient master of what I knew. Like the people I saw in the pulpit, they seemed Mm -hmm. to know everything. Right. They had the answers. You could go to them and they had the answer. And uh, the Christian life is more of a, uh, a a constant humbling and a journey into a deeper um, relationship and knowledge of God. So how do you, how do you, you're in a class where you're learning, but how do you take it or how do you encourage students to take it from knowledge and gaining information to living it out in that relational setting? Like, because obviously they're there to learn the information and to be graded, but how do you also evaluate or how do you challenge them to not just let it stay here, but it to translate I teach my students how to teach. So I tell them on the first day of school, I have a mission for their life. I have a big plan. I want them to be fifth and sixth grade Sunday school teachers. And that may or may not be where they end up. But the idea is think of a, you know, fifth and sixth grader who's smart enough to ask really hard questions and who has, who's looking for answers and um, think of that precocious kid who asks the hard, hard questions. And if they don't get a good answer at that point, they start to wonder. Mm -hmm. But if they do, things start to fall in place. Um, I tell them I'm preparing them for that life, whether they like it or not. And so I teach them how I would hope they would teach the fifth and sixth graders. But the secret is that we all learn that way. So they're actually learning, but the whole goal of every class is, so when you're teaching your students one day, you will, this is how I would present it. Here's the questions you should ask. And so it's learning with the idea that you're going to put it into practice from the beginning. And that's somehow, that's how Jesus, um, Interacted. He mm-hmm. taught people who he planned to commission to teach. Right. And so learning is not just putting information in your head and, and spitting it out on an exam. It's preparing to, to put it into practice in life. Well, um, and some of the best teachers that I have, whether in the pulpit or in life or in my classroom, have been the ones that can authentically live it out. You know, if you're contagious about what you're teaching, your class is far more enjoyable for me than, you know, I can tell the teachers that 
or just people that speak, you know, that are kind of going through the motion. So when you're passionate and you can see it transforming your life, you know, that always resonates and spreads that excitement. Yeah. One thing about Wheaton students and, and students in general, they can see if you're fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see right through it, especially when you're teaching about God. Right. So you have to, you don't have to be perfect, but you you have to believe what you're saying and live it out because um, if you say something but don't actually live in the way that corresponds, no one's going to believe it. Right. So, and you're ineffective. Your reach is, is, is small. And so I, one of the great gifts for me is my, I call my students my accountability partners because <laughs> to teach what I do, right. they, yeah. I have to be right. I have mm-hmm. to, to actually live it. And if I don't, they hold me accountable because they won't believe it. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think of them a lot where mm-hmm. I think of what kind of person do I need to be to teach right. them well? Yeah, because Christ modeled right for his disciples. So as you're modeling it out for them, that is the best teaching that they have. Um, Pivoting a little bit, just talking about CFI in general, you know, it's relatively new at Wheaton. So what would you tell someone who doesn't really know about, how would you describe CFI to someone who is unsure, maybe a student who might listen to this podcast or, you know, refer someone to be involved what, what would you share with them that you've learned since being active at CFI? Yeah, one of the exciting things is that we are, um, you know, that innovation part of our, mm-hmm. our name is really important. We are, um, the kingdom is always surprising. And one of our taglines is that the kingdom of God does not end where the marketplace begins. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to prepare students and, and to cultivate in our own lives a sense of trying to, when we are surprised by what God is doing, be ready to meet him. So part of the, one of the parts of CFI that really mm-hmm. is exciting is the innovation lab where we have students right. who are facing, they're, they're given problems from companies that are reaching out to us and saying, we've got this issue we're trying to think through. Can you help us address it? And we put teams of students from different disciplines together with a mix of advisors and they look at that problem and they try to address it. And it's often surprising what comes out right. um, and exciting. And right. And that's a, in many ways a test case or a case study for life where um, most of us are going to switch jobs many times over the course of our life. We're going to be surprised about where we end up, as I was. Yeah. Um, and um, you want to be a kind of person who can meet those surprises when they come. Yeah. So part of our, we have a community that cultivates that kind of posture. Um, and that makes it fun because it's not, um, we're not just instilling curriculum or mm-hmm. you know teaching just the same lessons. It's Let's live together and practice right. what a life of faithfulness looks like in this field um, with so many diverse potential applications. Oh, that's awesome. What a great environment. I mean, I wish we all had that chance to practice before you get out there and to do it alongside like-minded people before you might not have that group with you as you venture out. Sure. There's a lot of challenges, I feel, in this generation. Um you know, just the things that they've experienced, the the pressures, you see statistics about anxiety or COVID, whatever, we could go on and on. Um, but what is one thing that really is exciting? You know, you're, you're on the front lines with students yeah. every day in this generation. What excites you the most about them? Um, I do see some of those challenges, but what excites me is a, a deep authenticity among mm-hmm. students. Um, I have found over the years, I've been teaching for 14 years, so I've seen generations of students come by. These students that we're seeing today are not fake. Um, And so part of the reason why we're seeing, you know, many professors are reporting 
Um, students are a lot more open about their mental health. They're more open about their challenges is because they're real. Mm-hmm. They put things out there. And there's um, there's real benefits for that because that authenticity leads to a potential to really meet mm-hmm. a student where they are and lead to growth. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really deeply encouraged by the students I am seeing who are putting themselves out there, who are willing to take the risks that come with vulnerability and are wanting to have lives that matter. They're, I rarely encounter students who say, I want to go and, and get rich or I want to yeah. go and um, you know, be some, have some status. They're saying, I want to have a life that means something. Impact and Impact. purpose. And, and have a, a life where I can look back and say, this was worth it and I made a difference. Um, and we, you know, young people often say those things, but I see an authenticity there that is um, deeply moving yeah. and worth investing in. Awesome. Well, that's a great note to end on. So thanks for sitting down with us and encouraging us, connecting all the parts of faith and innovation, faith and innovation and work and how they all, you know, don't have to. I love how you said that tagline. What is it that faith doesn't stop where the kingdom of God doesn't uh, doesn't end where the marketplace begins. I love it. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. And uh Good luck with those students in the iLab. Thank you.